What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Opening Hot Podcast. My co-host, Oliver Pegg, with me today. A little internal. Here I am. Here we are. Okay, I want to I kick things off and talk about that dude that killed that mountain lion. Holy smokes. Dude. What a story. So I was showing I Henry this picture, and it's this this guy. He's a ex-NFL player, and he's like an avid hunter now, but he only bow hunts. And he, his friend called him up and was like, Hey, there's like a rogue mountain lion out here in there in Colorado, I think. And he was like, you want to come hunt it? And the guy was like, yeah. He said he grabbed his pack. It was like four in the morning, headed out there. So right then and there, no, no, no questions asked. He just grabbed his bow, grabbed his pack and drove up to meet him at like four in the morning, middle of the night, the guy called and uh i think so and so he gets up there he says there's like two feet of fresh snow and they start tracking they start tracking the mountain line right this is recently correct yeah this is this is pretty recent okay because the mountain lion kept killing dogs Mm. like people's pets and stuff yeah like it was it was rogue and evidently it was sleeping, they found out later, but it was sleeping underneath this guy's porch at his house. Like, he could have been under there while the guy was, like, walking up to the porch or walking into his house. If y'all saw the picture of how big this mountain lion was, y'all would be going crazy. Yeah. Okay, so he said he weighed it after he killed it mm-hmm. or after he gutted it and everything. Yeah. And so just the, I'm guessing just the meat and the skin, he said, weighed, I think it was like 190. Wait, so this is after? After he gutted it and did everything. Okay. So he took the meat, okay. Already processed, fully processed? Well, I don't know. Because they do. He said he weighed it after he. Gutted it? Yeah. Because that there's two different Gutted it, after that, he gutted it. Okay. And it was so 190. That would be skinned and gutted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he said... They say it's about 60% of its actual weight. Okay, yeah. happens. So whatever that is. Over yeah. 200 and something. 220, I don't know. 240. Something like that. 260. But, I mean, it was huge. Wait, 190? Yeah, 190 after it was that's gutted. that's 60%, it's like 260. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, you saw the picture. Yeah, it was... In the in the photo, it's the guy like kind of just holding it in front of him, and the guy's like six eight or something, because he used to be on the defensive line in the NFL. Huge guy, and the mountain lion is pretty much as, as tall as him. Yeah, and he was holding it. The picture I saw, he was holding it under his, um, right in his kind of armpits, under the armpits of the cat, which means his head was probably. S- slouched a little bit yeah his neck was slouched and he was probably the same size as the dude yeah i mean he was massive but anyway back to the story so they start tracking it they have a dog with them that's like i guess tracks the animal yeah and he said they had to go up this giant mountain he said it took him two hours to climb the mountain on his he said he he crawled it because it was so steep so he crawled up this mountain for two hours. And anyway, a long story short, they end up finding the cat is in a tree. And he was underneath it. And he was like thinking like, okay. His first thought was like, okay, I'll just shoot it here. But then the guy is with was like, hey, maybe you shouldn't shoot it with it up in the tree. It'll just fall on top of you. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay. So he had to kind of get up to a higher point. And he ended up using his bow and taking it out right there. And so was the cat awake and like yeah. watching him do all this? Yeah, staring him down the whole time. And yeah, they end up taking him out. And it was really cool though because he was like, yeah, my heart rate was probably like 150, 160 because he just scaled this mountain. Mm. But he says, he was talking about 
when he trains with his bow, like just target practice, he always does like a like a real high intensity workout <laughs> and then shoots bow practice. Wow. So he was like, I was used to my heart rate being up so high. That's which so is smart. Yeah, it's just so smart because a lot of times when you're hunting, you're moving and tracking and everything. And and being that close to the cat, you know. Nerve wracking. Nerve wracking. Yeah, especially Love that fever. giant one. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they take it out and then he had to carry it all the way back down. That giant cat. At, I'm telling you, at least 250. At least 250. At least. Carried it out. Yeah. Jeez. Massive. And he he talked about, so they ate it, the meat. Wow. Yeah. Which is interesting. Wow. I didn't know people ate mountain lion. Well, you see, in Asia, I th- I'm pretty sure they eat a lot of cat over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Like uh, wild, wild cat? No, I'm not. <laughs> I've just heard this through the grapevine, so I'm not. You know, correct me. Yeah, look, look it up. You might be. Know. You might be right. Yeah, I'm not sure. You might be wrong though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm. Yeah, everything's open to interpretation, right? That's true. All in the <laughs> eyes of the beholder, right? <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I feel like it's it's only natural to talk about Joe Rogan on our podcast. He just, he plays such an influential role in young men's lives. He does. And I feel like anyone starting a new podcast, if you, like, listen to Joe Rogan, it's, I feel like most people are like, he's like the pinnacle of podcasts. He's the OG, I mean, right? Right. I mean, he always is ranked, like, number one. Like, he has the most listens. I mean, I don't... What do you think separates him from from the thousands of podcasts that are out there? I think... I think, one, he's been around and kind of, like, started the game of podcasting. Mm -hmm. In a way, he was that main figure in podcasting who kind of started it. But I've heard them also talk about a little bit about what makes such a good podcast a podcast. And they're always saying that his is the best because it's so natural and just a real conversation. It's not faked or staged or anything like that. It's just, it's real. You know, it's it's like, I feel like I've heard him say at one point he was talking about, you know, people starting a podcast and, I don't know. I think he was maybe giving advice or something, but he was like, it's not an interview. It's a conversation, you know? And, and ever since he said that, I'm like, that's so true. Like all of his podcasts are, are just conversations. And he says, when, when you do it as a conversation and not as an interview, it makes the listener feel like they're there, Mm. you know, Mm. like they're almost a part of the conversation. When it's an interview, it's more, I guess it's more formal and it's a little bit more like the listener maybe feels like, oh, this is an interview between these two people. Mm. Like, I don't feel as involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But when they're just having a conversation, it like changes the game. Even when it's a, like, even when he has like a scientist on or something, like something, a a guest that's like very specific in a specific field. Mm Mm-hmm. And is very knowledgeable about a specific topic. Mm. They still talk about like all different kinds of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like his podcasts are like when he has a guest on, it's always just them having a conversation about all things. And it's just that guest's perspective. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, he had on a, I don't know who's, he had on a Neil deGrasse. Neil, yeah. Like a, what is he, a astrophysicist? I don't know. He's but a scientist. He has on someone like a scientist and it's just like, okay, it's this, it's this guy. He's a scientist the conversation is between Joe Rogan and 
this scientist guy's perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's just everything they talk about is just coming from the perspective of whatever that guess is known for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Bobby Lee, one of my um, favorite comedians, he has a podcast and he had on Tony Hawk and this other guy. I can't believe. I don't remember his name. He's awesome. But uh, Bobby was asking them about their podcast that they do. And he was, they were talking about podcasting and whatnot. And that's what Tony was, Tony Hawk was saying is like, really, it's not about skateboarding, but it's more just in the eyes of like a skateboarder lives of a skateboarder. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it made so much sense. I was like, okay. Like that, it just, I don't know. No, I get, I get what you're saying. I think that that dynamic creates a very quality podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think everyone, I think a lot of people aspire to be like Joe Rogan, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, he just has a way of, I don't know, a way of conversing that is, it's, it's like, it's nothing special. I think, but he's so, it's almost like he, he's like, knows about everything. He's, dude, he's this. Like, he'll just like spit out some like, like some scientific jargon. And I'm like, what do you, how the hell do you know this? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. I guess from talking to so many different people over the years, he's just like acquired this depth of knowledge. I think he's like, you know, the Dosakis commercial where mm. it's like the most interesting man. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Joe's like the most curious man. Ah. And that amount of curiosity, like you, you learn so much. being yeah. So curious. Yeah. That it's like he's just learned an incredible amount of information, probably studying the people he's had on, reading their books or whatever it may be. But it's like being that curious, you're like bound to be smart, yeah, well rounded, yeah. You know, I feel like I want to know more about Jamie. Yeah, like where the hell did Jamie come from? Yeah, and. Also, he's been on it for a long time. A lot, like years and years. Yeah. But like, who is he? I don't, know. I don't even know what he looks like. I recently finally saw a picture of him. <laughs> I guess I like, could just Google him. Yeah. But but you're always like, what does he look like? And then when you finally see him, you're like, you you just make up so many different images in your head. Of in like my head, he's he like, like, he's like this little nerdy guy. Joe, I heard Joe talking about him recently, and he's like, Jamie's become a savage, man. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man. That's that's kind of like a dream job. Yeah. Do you think cool. that's his only thing? Like, you think that's his only gig, kind of? I don't know. But, I mean, he, I think he handles all. Is it just him and Joe? Or do they have like a manager and all, or does Jamie just do all that? In other podcasts, you see like a group of people sometimes. Yeah. There's a couple guys behind the scenes. Like doing the cameras, but they have it set up where the cameras are. I think they just pick up on the voice and they're already set. Mm. Right. I think so. Or Jamie goes in and cuts it. Like they record both people and then he goes in and cuts it to whoever's talking. Yeah. I mean, that's a long podcast to be cutting. Yeah, no kidding. I wonder if there's some kind of like audio recognition. Yeah, that's what I was. That's how I thought it was. I don't even know if that's a thing, though. Like it picked up the voice and then would the record that. Would, yeah, yeah. Or like kind of switch back and forth to yeah. whoever was talking. Because it, it always, I feel like there's always like a little bit of a lag, right? Like the guests will start talking after Joe Rogan has talked and then he'll say a couple words and then the camera will switch to them. Maybe a little bit. I haven't watched watched one of his in in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know where Jamie came from. But it, I mean he kills it. 
Yeah. And I love it when he talks. Oh, you know I what I mean? Too. I do too. Like he also knows a crap ton of stuff too. See, Jamie's a little secret. Yeah. Little man behind the camera who's got it figured out. Jamie should honestly start his own podcast. People would love it. People would love it. Like a behind the scenes. Yeah, all he'd have to talk about is Joe Rogan and people would go crazy. Like an exclusive. What if he like surpasses Joe? You know, the student becomes the Uh, teacher. I think it could happen. Do you think he's like, do you think he's like shaved his head? Started uh, jujitsu. <laughs> he's got full sleeves. Yeah, full sleeves. Like, do you think he's trying to be Joe oh, Rogan? Snap, dude. Maybe ja- we need to. Jamie's look the new Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, when Joe gets too old or whatever, and he's like, "All right, I'm done with podcasting," they're just gonna like slide Jamie in there, and oh, no one's gonna know. Yeah, they'll they'll do it without <laughs> anyone knowing. Ah, uh, the old slide of hand. The slide of hand. No, I mean. Dude, it's okay. I feel like we have to bring up the the chat GPT or whatever it's called. Oh, there you go. That's all. That's all I've been hearing about on people's podcasts. Chat what? I, what is it? GPT, GBD, GPT. I know nothing about this. So I don't know. And like all the AI stuff, and like oh. I've I've been hearing t- people talk about. I mean, you can. You can go on there and you can write like, um, like you can write into the chat GPT thing and say like, write me a movie script about this, this and that from the perspective of this person and it'll just type it out. Are you serious? Yeah. And then like the AI stuff, like there, you can literally make you can write whatever you want the person to say and then put it in their voice. Oh, I've, I've seen stuff on this. Yeah. It's crazy. So I've been hearing people talk about like how easy it is to like frame people. Well, I feel like if that's a real thing, nothing anyone ever says, you'll never know if it was real or not. Yeah. There's like no... Anything could be a lie. Yeah. Which even now... Do you think that could be a good thing where like all the cancel culture is like now they'll never be able to know if he really (laughs) said it or not that's true it's kind of like a fallback exactly so if you do mess up and say some controversial stuff you could be like yeah it wasn't me wasn't me it was the chat gpt exactly oh but do you think they have control of everything the records of saying of of chat gpt or whatever it's called I don't know. I feel like it could be decentralized, Mm. unregulated. Or it might take over, right? It could take over. Is that the big question about all this AI stuff is like, you see all the movies. People have thought about it a million times. Like you're saying like the AI like taking over? iRobot. iRobot, yeah. Have you heard? Are they? Another iRobot? Yeah. Is this like the Will Smith movie? Will Smith and someone else I saw. I don't know. Dude, no way. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. I mean. Which actually. Do you think it could take over? Do you think. AI could? Do you think AI could grow its own mind and create little minions and take over the world? Yeah. For sure. Really? For sure. I mean, at this point, I think. I think we're going to have a war with robots one day. Really? Wouldn't that be crazy? Like, what are the robots, what kind of form are they in? Are they machines or are they human? Yeah, what's it, what's that movie, District 9? I think Matt Damon's like, oh, no, no, no. Scratch that. I don't know. What's it about? I think I'm getting two movies. That's okay. Make up Join. your own movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Matt Damon. I mean, we you could do whatever you want. Fights the robots. Okay, that's kind of all all I have. Are you thinking about iRobot? Which one's that? The Will Smith. Yeah, the one we <laughs> just <laughs> talked about. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am Legend. That's the zombie movie with Will Smith, right? That's and, what I'm thinking of. And the dog. That's what I'm. That's what they're coming out with. Oh, really? I am Legend. Yeah, dude. 
What an incredible movie. Oh. Just a heart-wrenching movie, though. Yeah. yeah. But such a good movie. So I think the book, because it was written about a book, mm. that, that movie, and I think they were like zombies or vampires in the book, which they look super weird in the movie. So yeah. maybe they are vampires. Vampires. I think they're vampires in the book. Yeah, because they're zombies, they're zombies in, the movie. in the movie. Yeah, I think they're vampires in the book. Yeah. I feel like you're you're kind of a movie movie buff kind of guy, right? Yeah, I do like movies. I don't watch them a ton though. But you're you're kinda into like different kind of movies, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you watch anime? You know, I'm trying I want to be an anime guy. You want to be an anime <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like I the just, aesthetic of it. I'm trying to get into it. If you guys just, have any great anime, send them my way. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an anime. Mm -hmm. I just, I cannot do that's animated things. That, that's how I was for the longest time. You know, like I cannot watch an animated thing. It mm -hmm. just, I, it just doesn't, it's not real. Yeah. The thing that got me at least like, able to accept like animations as an adult were like the comedy of animation like the south parks oh, <laughs> it is hilarious i don't think i've ever seen south park or like family guy it's or such like, like horrible things to put into your mind yeah but like it's so funny or like how actually this is something I struggle with are like podcasts that are just so inappropriate, but uh -huh. they're so funny that it's like how I know it's not a good thing to put into your mind. I see. And it's hard for me to stop like see, listening that's... or like watching funny TV because I just love the funniness. Yeah. I think I have kind of, a, this might be kind of an issue. But I feel like, I feel like I always want to be, this kind of relates to just my everyday life, mm -hmm. which it's kind of an issue, but I always want to be doing something productive mm -hmm. and, and I always am wanting to be like active as well. And so I don't know. It's just maybe maybe it's just my mind. I don't know. It's always racing. And I feel like I always want to be doing something that is going to somehow enhance, you know? And so I like whenever you put on like a comedy podcast, mm -hmm. I just I, I I can't vibe with it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just like, does it feel like a waste of time? It because just, I feel like it's a waste of time. It kind of feels like a waste of time. But I'm not trying to act like I'm on like some high horse right, and right. I can't. Yeah. But it's just sometimes they just talk about like the most stupid things ever, which I get it. It's comedy. They're just like, you know, they're just being funny. And I like comedy movies. I don't know. It's just like the, the, do you think there's like a, a difference between like dumb comedy and like not dumb comedy for sure for like sure. is that even a thing because mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. some movies and tv shows are just like based on nothing yeah yeah yeah. but they're comedies and they're just being funny and stuff mm -hmm. like and then there's like movies that like actually have a plot but they're funny yeah you know, last some some are like plotless though. It's just like just the Armageddon. Dumbest yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah. The last week we were talking on the pod about like our downtime kind of thing. That's that's it for me. That's your downtime. Like where you don't have to. Think that's your about, decompression. Yeah, that's decompression. your yogurt bowl. Yes, comedy. Because I don't have to think about. It's the dumbest things they're talking about. Yeah. And I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just laughing, listening to them talk about the dumbest things. Okay, I respect it. Because if, 
if you can respect my yogurt bowl ritual, mm-hmm. which is a little bit absurd, a little bit, then I can respect your your comedy obsession. Yeah, I don't. When did you get into comedy? I don't know it like because I never really knew that about you until more recently. Yeah, like in I don't. Were you into comedy in high school? No, or even like not even in the like first. Let's see. It had to have been. Who was it that got you into comedy? Like, which is there like a certain comedian that you like were kind of drawn to, or do you even remember? I think it might have been Joe Rogan that got me into comedy, which I don't listen or watch a lot of his like his comedy, comedy sets. Yeah, I've watched some of them. And I thought they were hilarious, but um, I listened to other comedians. I think maybe he kind of like introduced it to me from mm-hmm. his podcast. Because he had on, he has on a lot of he comedians. Has, yeah. And he that's his passion in life, is comedy, I sure. think. Sure. Or one of them, at least. He's got some It's money. probably his biggest passion. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. But somehow that transitioned, who was it? I think Bobby Lee's the one that really got me like into comedy and like hearing about all these old stories of like Mitzi Shore running the 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 comedy store and like Polly's dad being on tour with Elvis Presley back in the day. It was like this like underground like kind of you know the black sheep of people and it's like I don't know. There's something like appealing about it to me. It's kind of like the comedy kind of has like the same allure as like the starving artist or like, Mm. you know, like the old school rock stars. Yeah. Kind of. Right. I mean, it's like kind of a little bit like it's real edgy. edgy. It's real uh, drug infested. Yeah. 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 (laughs) like drugs alcohol yeah. it's like underground it's like it's hard it it's kind of like being a rock star like in the it is. 60s or it something is. yeah yeah i mean it, the thing about comedy that i hear so many people's kind of reference is it's like comedians are like messed up people mm-hmm. that like come from like rough rough back and not all of them are but there's such a big majority of them out there's such a big majority of them that are kind of just like messed up a little bit and i don't mean that mean or bad or anything they've said it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it just is what it is yeah and they they come there's just a common theme throughout comics and that's it and they crave attention and they want that like the attention it's like a drug they say it's like being on stage and making people laugh is like addictive. Hmm. And it's like they they want that. And that's why they do it. It's like a drug. Yeah. They kind of crave the Mhm. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. But I feel like comedy has kind of modernized over the past I mean, pretty recently, you know, mm-hmm. like with all the comedies like or all the comedians starting their own podcasts, doing their own specials. Like they've kind of taken control of their, their comedic destiny in a way, you know? Yeah. And it's not really like, up to the, to the comedy clubs anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And no, because it, there's nothing like a live comedy show mm. and people will say, Oh, comedy's, you know, going to die because of all this virtual stuff. You could literally sit in a show and watch it through VR or some crazy stuff like that. Yeah. But then like, it's like the NBA. Yeah. But then it's like, there's nothing like the roar, the crowd, the, that feeling when you're there, the smell of the popcorn. Yeah. Beer (laughs) at the stands and and the cigarettes. (laughs) And it's like, I don't think you can beat it. Yeah. I think it'll be around. I think so too. I think things like that, you you just can't modernize past a certain point. 
There's just live events are just, you can't replicate it fully. Yeah. I don't think. Well, it's just like going to a really, really, really awesome, great atmosphere, great food restaurant. Mm -hmm. Like you can cook great food at your house and have good vibes, but going out to a restaurant, it's, it's an, it's an experience, Mm -hmm. an event, a thing to go do. And same with comedy, same with sports games, same with all that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, putting on goggles in your bedroom to to watch the NBA game courtside, I think most people would rather sit in the nosebleeds as long as they could just be there. Yeah. For right? Sure. For sure. I mean, me, definitely, 100%. Yeah, I think so. I mean, definitely me as well. Yeah. I think most people. I think most people. I think the energy is just different when you're physically there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. Speaking of crowds, energy, this level, the GOAT, (laughs) the GOAT (laughs) just fought Saturday. Yeah, we have to talk about the UFC, right? Yeah, we got to. I don't think we've not talked about it before. We got to. Break it down for us. There's a World Cup every Saturday, man. Something like that. (laughs) John the Bones Jones. John the Bones Jones, man. Took the dub, right? Took the dub in two minutes and three seconds. Dude, I can't believe that. So what? They were fighting at what weight? They were fighting heavyweight, which is 225 to... 265, 285, 265, mm-hmm. something like that. Both guys weighing about 240 to 250 when they walked in the cage, probably. And so John Jones fought Sorel Gone, right? Mm-hmm. The Frenchman. The Frenchman. And, oh, man, that is a, a unit. Oh, he is. I mean, he he's a beast. And just seeing John Jones have such a dominant performance even in the first two minutes just dragged it's into scary. the scary scary yeah like he dodged that punch the time the timing people, was impeccable i don't think people realize it but the timing of when a guy throws a punch at your face and you dodge it and then you wrap up his back he wasn't yeah Wrap up his back. Yeah. He got a body lock on him. He, he wrapped his hands all the way around, got the lock, and drug him to the ground. And you also have to take into consideration that he's fighting, what, 40 pounds heavier than he usually fights? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... He, he looked like a big boy. Dude, he was a big boy. But, I mean, he's doing all of that, which he has that skill but to add 40 pounds and still be able to do that and move like that Mm -hmm. and time it perfectly yeah i mean that's pretty incredible and he hasn't fought in what three years at least probably a little over yeah i was nervous for him i thought it was really cool after the fight when joe rogan came in the in the ring and was like he 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 gave him the goat status did you hear him yeah like at the, he was like, "You are now goaded, dude." I felt nostalgic with those two men in the ring, Joe holding the mic. I mean, this was like what was going on almost, almost twenty years ago. That's insane. He was doing this for the light heavyweight belt when John Jones beat Shogun Rua, and you know it was just nostalgic. It was kind of crazy. That's awesome. But yeah, but Joe Rogan said when he was done, you know, he always like announces them. He's mm-hmm. like, ladies and gentlemen, he was like, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest of all time, the greatest of all time, John Jones. And let me tell you all a little something before this. He was the goat before this too. That's true. But to have the double belt champ status, one in six people have ever done that. Honestly. Could he go for another weight class? Uh, he would have to cut so much. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's it, possible. Because that's a bigger jump, too, than some of the weight jumps 
in the UFC, 185 to 205. It's a 20 pound. Yeah, that there's it's no way. Pounds. And you know John's not fighting at 205 mm-hmm. when he walks in the cage. Do you think Do you think athletes like the greatest athletes of all time? Do you think that they're all a little bit messed up? 100%. Do you think that is what makes them the greatest of all time? 100%. Because if John Jones wasn't a off-the-chain, absolutely wild man who has gotten in tons of trouble in his life and is a little bit, a little, like you... He's he's a wild wild. Man. I mean, if he wasn't that, he wouldn't be John Jones, and I don't think he'd be the double champ and the greatest of all time. No, I think either. I think him being a little bit of a psychopath mm-hmm. is what makes him the greatest of all time. You know, just, just like just, just like Cristiano Ronaldo, just like Cristiano Ronaldo, which, the greatest greatest of all time. greatest of all time for sure. Um, Definitely Team Ronaldo. Sorry to all the Messi fans out there. I'm not sorry to all the Messi Henry's, fans. Out yeah, there. Henry's not sorry at all. I mean, we actively root against Messi. That's right. Which this might be bad timing talking trash on Messi because <laughs> did you hear what happened to him? What was it? Explain to me what happened because I just saw a bunch of random crazy things that's that's happening in his life so, with his kids or wife or something. His wife or his wife's family owns some sort of store in Argentina, I think, hmm. or somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And some gunmen walked up in there and like were shooting and stealing stuff and threatened, threatened them all and said that they were going to like come and kill Messi and like his family and stuff. For real? Yeah. If they didn't, if they didn't what? I don't know if it was, I don't know if there was a, if they didn't do something, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty freaky. And it also kind of reminds me of like, there's been a lot of times during soccer games where you'll see a player, like I've seen this happen multiple times. Where you'll see, like, I was watching PSG play, and they subbed off Di Maria halfway through the second half, and evidently someone had just broken into his house, and his family was there, and they, like, subbed him off, and he, like, got in his car and drove as fast as he could back to his house because they were playing in Paris. Jeez. And I've heard of, like, a lot of other athletes getting robbed while they're playing a big game. Like, I think, uh, I think Gronkowski got robbed at one point <laughs> when he was playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because you think about it, the everyone knows where they're going to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, uh, Travis Kelsey is going to be at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. on February, whatever. Yeah. So I guess that means he won't be home. So let's go rob him. And neither will any of his family members because they'll all be there at the game as well. Exactly. Wow, that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard that happening a lot. And it's, mm. I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of wild. But back to the greatest athletes being psychopaths. It's a real thing. I think Michael. a lot A lot of it was their their childhood right mm-hmm. you know yeah and i was listening to to that nfx nfl player and he was he was saying that the coaches want a really messed up they want really messed up linemen but they want really put together quarterbacks or something like that Ooh, you know whoa, what i mean that's interesting yeah that makes so much sense. It is interesting. Your quarterback's the leader. You're the guy who runs the show. The guys on the line are your dogs, your army. Yeah. Yeah, like he was talking about all the guys on the line that he played with. 
And he played in Denver for eight years with Peyton Manning being his quarterback. And so he was like, yeah, Peyton Manning would walk in to practice every single day with a suit on and a briefcase. And he said, and then all the defensive line guys would walk in in sweatpants, hoodies, and slides. And they would walk in and go straight to the weight room. Peyton Manning would walk in and go straight to the film room. It was like, it's a whole different job, almost. That's Or it is, a whole different job. Whoa. You know? Yeah, that's weird to think about. Yeah. (laughs) And so, man, I wonder what it would be like to, to be on the line in the NFL. Like, he was telling stories, and it was just, it was incredible. Like, the it's it's like there's some dogs dude i believe it i mean they're getting jacked up every play like absolutely wrecked and it's crazy because it's so crazy how many injuries these guys play through because it's it's when you're a professional athlete it's always there's someone else literally at your at your heels ready to fill your spot Mm. like there is zero guarantee yeah wow like if you are not performing not even that if you are out because of injury they're filling your spot yeah yeah if you're out a little too long you might not have a job (laughs) and he was talking about you know like the average career is like two and a half years long and it's because I think after two, I think at year three, you get benefits, full benefits, pension, all that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. And so I think the, you know, the administration is like, all right, these guys are at year two. Are they good enough for us to give them benefits? Dang. If they're not, cut them. So making the NFL is one thing, and then staying in the NFL is a whole yeah. other ballgame. Two and a half years. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? It's so short. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about it, like, whenever I watch, like, an NFL game, I'm like, all right, I know this person, this person, this person. I've never seen this person. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, they just, a lot of players just rotate out and yeah. out and out. That's true. I feel like I feel like soccer's a little different. Yeah, um less injuries. Less injuries. Like, but also I think maybe just the diversification of the leagues and the amount. Like NFL, National Football League, there's one league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's like the XFL or whatever, but like that's professional football. And there's only, what, 53 men on a roster, and there's only this many teams. With soccer, you've got Premier League, La Liga. I mean, you have Serie A. You have so many leagues. And then every single one of those leagues has a second division, a third division, Mm. a fourth division. I mean, it goes goes deep. And so I feel like if you ever have made it to, like, the top leagues – you could play for 20 years, mm. you know? Yeah. Because you could just go down to a lower division, go to a different country. I mean, I think there's always opportunity as a soccer player. If you've made it, if you've made it to, let's say, like a Premier League team, say you're on Arsenal's roster mm. and you're there for like two years or something. I mean, and you're like 23, you could play till you could have a, you could have a 15 year career if you wanted to even if you're not good enough for arsenal yeah you can go down play second division third division go over to like asia and play or saudi arabia or mls shout out saudi arabia shout out cristiano ronaldo cristiano ronaldo absolutely getting the bag Yeah, yeah he is yeah he is i think he's I think he's making close to eighty million a year just on his contract. No, it's more than that. I think he signed a I think he signed a two year 
God, what was his contract? Five hundred million. Yes, yeah, it, it was like absurd. Four something high fours. Yeah, but also I think he signed. A, it was like a joint contract. Like he has a two-year playing contract, and then like a five-year endorsement contract. Mm-hmm. So like the total contract's like seven or eight years. Jeez. And the second half of it is him just being like sponsored by the team. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. just to like, I mean, they're probably making so much money off of it. Yeah. I mean, I never even knew about that team before Ronaldo. Now I watch all their highlights and everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so many other people are too. So many other people. I mean. And there's only one reason, you know. Yeah. What's your reason? <laughs> ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goated. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, now he's over, like, in Saudi Arabia, and he's making so much money just on the side. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. And part of me thinks that he'll come back and play in a top league again. Really? Yeah. He's kind of a psychopath. He's definitely... I mean... Definitely. So obsessed. Yeah. He's like kind of like Tom Brady, like so obsessed. Tom Brady, Cristiano Ronaldo. I think Michael Phelps too. Yeah. I was reading something. He went like over 1,100 days consecutive of doing his workout routine every single for like 1,200 days straight on the same diet, on the same like psychopath, bro. Yeah psychopath like i don't i i can't speak for any of them but i think that they would give up their families for the sport God. tom brady i mean tom brady from what i've from from my insider information sounds like uh it was it was it was her or football <laughs> and i think he chose football i think he chose football <laughs> which i don't I don't think that was the right decision. No, I don't either. You know, I think people are more important than anything, you know, mm-hmm. like a relationship. That's more important than a, than a sport, even if you're obsessed. I don't think he really loved her. Mm. Really? Yeah. I think he loved football more. I, he definitely loved football more. <laughs> I guess that's pretty obvious. But I don't think he, if he really loved her. I mean, let's be real. He would have chose her. Real love. Real love. Yeah. Unconditional love. Unconditional. Yeah. Unconditional love. That's a, I think that's something that people, there's only some things that, that people can experience that in. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just kind of speaking off the dome here, but. About uh, unconditional love. Unconditional love. Feeling it. Feeling it and receiving it, mm-hmm. you know? Not everyone gets it. Not that. everyone gets it. But to me, I would I would say, I mean, God's love is unconditional. Oh, okay. Fair enough. You yeah. know? Yeah. So everyone has access to unconditional love. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's But a lot, a lot of people don't get unconditional love from what people would think they would get unconditional love from mm. you know yeah from parents i mean think about how many people don't get unconditional love from their parents i mean so, so many people maybe even a majority of people probably a majority yeah and you think about you think about like the void that that leaves in like a kid's life mm. like every single human needs has to have there's a void for unconditional love. Yeah. And I think there's a void in every single person's heart that can only be filled with God's unconditional love. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's what I believe. Um, and I feel like a lot of people feel a void in their hearts until they receive God's love, you know, until they commit to that relationship. Yeah. Because... I don't know. To me, to be honest, I think I think 
God is a part of our heart and our soul. And if we haven't, if we don't, if we haven't chosen him, then there's going to be a hole there until we do. Mm. And I think that that just kind of explains it all. Like that's why people are always searching for something. They're always trying to fill the void until they allow God to fill the void. Hmm. Right. Like that's, they, people try and fill that with alcohol. People try and fill that with drugs. People try and fill that with, with women, women, with, I mean, alcohol, drugs, women. And even materialistic things. Yeah. But also not even like people fill that with, with exercise. Being a psychopath. Like these guys we've been talking about. Exactly. I mean, you can fill it with, (laughs) with anything, Mm -hmm. but until this is, I mean, I believe until you let God fill that, that void, there will always be a void because he made it a void. Like he put that void in your heart because he belongs there. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He gave us the choice, but he still is like, there's still a void in your heart until I fill it. Mm. You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. I don't know. I bought, that's just, that's just what I think. Well, so many people search and look for things to, to fill the void, to fill that void. And it's like, it's like the void of like, of yes, unconditional love, but also of like purpose and identity and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. You say that because just Saturday during the fights, there was this one fighter who it was his UFC debut. He came out and he won like a real crazy fight. And afterwards he's like, you guys don't understand. Like I, God has finally given me this purpose in mm-hmm. to the, the fight game. He's like, it saved my life. It, it, it did everything. But the big thing was he was talking about purpose. Yeah. And he's like, I searched for my purpose for years. I was a lost man. And then he's like, until I found God. And he gave me this purpose of being a fighter and to be a part of his army and his team. And it was, it was pretty cool. That is, that is cool. That is really cool. Yeah. And also like, I think everyone has their purpose. Everyone had, you know, like when you, Okay, it goes back to the quote of um, Jack of all trades, master of none. But really, it was a misquote. Yeah. We talked about this. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Jack of all trades, master of one. And I feel like in life, like everybody's always searching for what their their thing is that they're going to master. And I don't know. Like I was running this morning and the thought just came to my head and I was like, Really, we all, it, I think it's already in us. Like, I think we're all searching for that thing we're going to master. And like, we like try all these different careers. We try all these different things. But I think, I think it's already in us. Mm. Like, even if, even if you don't know, like, I think instead of like outward searching for that, you really got to search inward. Mm. Because a lot of people are searching for that, you know, post-college or post-high school, you know, when they're kind of entering into adulthood. Yeah. And by that time, I think, I think it's already in you what it is, whether it's an artist or a writer or a lawyer or a doctor mm-hmm. or, uh, I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's already in you. Do you think sometimes it takes God to kind of unlock that that purpose you have in you? I think so. I think I think God's just really good at maybe revealing that to you. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like when you when you stop looking when you stop looking at the world for advice and for finding your purpose Mm -hmm. 
and you just stop and you start looking to God to find your purpose. Cause I believe God made us mm-hmm. yeah, and he instilled our purpose inside of us yeah. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's already there. Yeah. yeah. We're just searching in the wrong spot. We're searching outward gotcha. into the world Gotcha. when really we should be just searching in God, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. he'll reveal it to us. I feel like we as humans ask people's advice on this and that. And it's like, we always go to other people and it's like, people aren't perfect. No. Basically you're just, if you don't know the answer, you're, you're kind of just asking yourself when you ask someone else. Do you ever feel like when you ask for people's advice, you already have the decision made up in your head before you even ask for advice? I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times, yes. Like you already have a decision made in your head, but for some reason you ask for someone's advice, maybe to get their opinion on things. I think you want them. I think a lot of uh-huh. a lot of times you want the you want someone to affirm what you want to do. Uh-huh. You want them their advice to be what your decision already yeah. is. Yeah, but sometimes I think maybe you're it's real on the fence, mm-hmm. but you're leaning away. Mm-hmm. And so you want them to lean that way too, and then that'll really push you over the edge. Yeah. This is what I've always done, and this works. <laughs> Let's hear it. The quarter flip. Let Mother Nature decide. Well, this is what you do. This is. <laughs> I've done this like with my friends before, and like. <laughs> you do the coin flip too. <laughs> I've done the coin flip. I don't. Now listen, listen to the, to the strategy behind the coin flip. Okay. I've done this. So in high school, I remember doing this for someone and I'm not going to say who, but it was a, it was a young lady and she was, uh, she was trying to decide if she should stay with the man she was with uh-huh. or she should dump him. Does she know who she is? If she hears this, she might know who she is. Okay. Multiple people might think that it's them. Also, it might just be a whole conglomerate. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, anyway, so she was trying to decide, is he right for me? And I was like, I'll help you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I swoop in there and uh, I've got my quarter. And do you always carry a quarter? I always carry a quarter with me. Smart man. Yeah, just... Just in case the quarter says that the guy's not good for her, I'm right there, mm-hmm. you know, because I might be good for her, I you think, know. I think you need to start getting a double-sided quarter. Oh, rig the quarter flip. Yeah, so you always know you're going to win. That's true. Or you... I can be like, hey, like, you, sorry, the quarter doesn't lie. You're God in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> look to me. Yeah. Honestly, look to me. Yeah. I'll flip the coin. It's a... It's a raid coin and I'll always come out on top. Exactly. And then I, you know, I kind of, I'm like, I nurture her and right. it's going to be okay. Oh, then you swoop it. And I, yeah. Oh. What, what do you think the whole purpose of this is? Oh, yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. I, see. I swoop in, you know, I help her draft the text, right. the phone call. Right. I'm there with her. The quarter doesn't lie. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Now, but for real, this is what you do in this situation. I told this person, okay, heads means he's right for you. Tails means he's wrong for you. And she was like, okay. And I was like, so let's flip the coin. So I flipped the coin and the moment it lands, so it landed on tails. I forgot what I just said, but let's say tails meant he was wrong for her. Okay. So it landed on tails. Right when it hit tails, I aggressively yelled really loud. Uh And I said, I was like, what do you think? You asked her opinion on what it was going to be? So it hit tails, which meant he's wrong for you. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I immediately, you kind of have to shock the person. How do you feel? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. 
that first initial first initial it, yeah. what's going on in your mind so they see the tails they're like okay okay he's wrong for me that's processing immediately an outside source is screaming at me do i agree uh, and then it's reflex hmm. no that's like military yeah um so she 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 replied yeah well, also she, she yelled back I don't know oh. if she meant to. It, it's it's a reflex. Yeah, yeah, so she yeah. saw it. She was processing. Oh, he's wrong for me. But And I said, do you agree? No. Yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh. I didn't even know that I disagreed. <gasps> Holy smokes. You want to be on to something. I think I'm on to something. It's like, like putting them in some kind of life and death situation where they have to decide right Fight there or there. flight. Exactly. And she decided to fight. Wow. Yeah. And did it work out? No, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, as of oh. now, I, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think is it she married? Out. Yes, it worked out. Yes, it. She's well, happy and married. She's happy and married, not to that person, right? Yeah, but without her sticking with it, maybe she wouldn't have found that guy. I think. I think you're probably right. So wow. really. I am responsible for her marriage right now. Is that yeah. is that accurate to say? Really, you 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 could maybe get some money out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they owe their lives to you, man. I mean, like five percent every year. Yeah, I think go I, to you. I think I should get royalties on this. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe so, be a part of the if. God forbid they ever do get a divorce. I think maybe I should be a part of the settlement as well. Oh, you know what I mean? But like you're the middleman who kind of helps decide well, who gets what. Let's say like, let's say he's divorcing her mm -hmm. and she, I, like she, she's like, okay, well I want half. Yeah. Then I think I should be entitled to at least 25% oh, as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you get half of everything or maybe I should get majority. You know, she gets 25, he gets 25, I get 50. Yeah, and if they're, like, arguing about something, you're you're just like, it goes to me. And yeah. And it kind of settles things yeah. in a way. Or, like, we flip the coin, uh, but it's rigged. Yeah, yeah, Nice. You get it. I Whatever just, you want. Yeah, I just win in that Let's situation. Flip a coin. Yeah. Oh, I win. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I get 50%. So if you guys are listening out there and you've got some, some friends who are a little bit skeptical on each other on their relationship this works this works or just just reach out to me and i can come do a session mm. you know i'm thinking about maybe uh maybe charging yeah you know yeah, yeah. because just a little it, fee just a small fee yeah nothing crazy nothing crazy but no. i mean you know this is this is your life yeah and i'll i'll go ahead and make that decision for you <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but really the coin flip and then the immediate whenever you flip a coin on something and it <laughs> and heads means yes and tail mean tails means no and it lands on heads meaning yes, but really you wanted it to be no. Yeah. You'll in your mind you'll be like, ah, oh, or you'll be like, yeah. Mm. There's a there's a there's a response. Me yelling at you just brings the response louder so you don't gotcha. miss it. You but you really could be onto something with that. I really believe in that. Wow. Like it's like, oh, should I take this job? Heads means yes. You flip the coin, it lands on has heads. You're gonna there's an immediate reaction in there. Mm -hmm. And you're either gonna be like, Oh, thank goodness. Or you're gonna be like, uh eh. And you have to scream and yell at them to put them in that fight or flight exactly mindset to be able right? to bring out that response. Gotcha. Because if if you if you don't yell in their face at that moment, sometimes the response will just the truth. The, it'll just float away. Huh. But it's always within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. Now that's wild. So I really, I really do believe in that. So like you said, you know, if you're if you're struggling with anything, go ahead and reach out. Um and 
I'm available. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Go hit him up. You guys go. He'll, he's pretty open to new projects. So you guys go. Yeah. I mean, you know, DM me on Instagram. Yeah. Go ahead and reach out. Yeah. And uh, at Oliver Peg. Yeah. He's happy to help with a, with just a small, small fee. You guys. Yeah. Well, should we wrap it up here, Hendog? Yeah, let's wrap it up, man. Thank you guys for checking us out, and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, these yeah. are a lot of fun to do. Yeah, we love it. We love it, and we're gonna we're gonna keep doing them, and uh, we might be doing them in a different country soon. Yeah, we'll kind of leave that up for interpretation. Yeah, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves or anything. True, true. But you know, there could be some. Uh, some different aspects to this podcast that's for sure that's right that's right and uh you know we're gonna trust god's timing for sure Mm -hmm. and i think he's got us the real goat yeah bye yeah right on man we'll leave it at that huh yeah all right see see you guys next week right see you guys next week on the tripod over and out